the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show, kicking off the 4 o'clock hour on this Friday, February 9th, 2024. Thanks for hanging out with us. We have a busy afternoon. Still to come on this broadcast during the 5 o'clock hour, Susan Funk will be here. She is running for county supervisor in uh, District 5. We'll hear from the candidate. Take your phone calls as well. Mark Burns at 605 celebrates the music of Brian Wilson and Paul McCartney. I remind you on Monday we have... San Luis City Manager Derek Johnson. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. This hour, we have had talked in the past about the so-called Dana Reserve Project in South County. Today, we add two new voices to the conversation. Here to invite people to attend a very special meeting Monday night. Uh, I'm going to welcome them. I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves. Ara, I'll start with you, please. What should we know about you? Oh, awesome. Thank you, Dave. We're so happy to be here. My name is Ara Castello. Uh, my family first came to the Central Coast as migrant farm workers. I grew up in Rio Grande in Napomo, graduated from Napomo High School, went to Stanford University where I studied management science and engineering. And I worked in Silicon Valley for years doing operations, communications. I came back to be closer to my family. And now, most importantly, I'm a volunteer advocating for uh, environmentally and socially responsible community-led development here on the Central Coast. You're too smart for this show. <laughs> I'm have to ask you to leave. Okay. Uh, Layla, nice to meet you. I guess you've been here before with a guest host. Remind us who you are, please. Hello, my name is uh, Layla Zavala. I'm currently a senior at Central Coast New Tech High School. Um, I have a heritage of Northern Chumash as well as Mexican. I was born here in San Luis Obispo, but I've lived in Santa Maria my whole life. Um, I'm a very passionate student um, dedicated to protecting the environment, not only Napomo, as we're going to speak about, but the entirety of the Central Coast, its beauty and its landscapes that we all know and love. Uh, last summer, I interned at the Environmental Center of San Luis Obispo, working to plan and coordinate Slow County's Creeks to Coast cleanup. I've also worked with California Native Plant Society and Cal Poly Botany students recently performing ecological research to be our future promos. Stanford graduate. She is, I think, going to be. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So let's get to the business in hand. Or let yeah. me come to you. What's happening Monday night, please? Oh, thank you so much. So there's a really important meeting of the South County Advisory Council at Napoma High School in Olympic Hall at 6.30 p.m. There, the Napoma Action Committee and the Napoma Oak Alliance will be presenting our community-generated map, also called Alternative L. And it's alternative because we're presenting it as a much better, much more uh, sustainable and responsible option as compared to the proposed development. And so the community has the opportunity to hear the details of the proposed development as well as the community-generated alternative. And then the South County Advisory Council, which is our only representative governing body right now because Napomo is not incorporated, is going to vote on and decide whether to recommend the community-generated map to the Board of Supervisors. So there will be a vote on Monday. Yes, So you really need people out. Absolutely, though, yes. You can come and you can have public comment so your voice will be heard. You can learn and you can speak. What about in, in advance? Can you email members? Can you make some kind of comment in advance? 
you can, first of all, it's really important if you're educated and you know what's going on to email the Board of Supervisors, specifically each of the supervisors individually. In advance of the South County Advisory Council, you have to go to their website. I believe you can submit comment either by letter or email. All right. So where are we in this process? Uh, I've not been yeah. following as carefully as obviously the two of you have. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I the development. I, I can say that the Napomo Action Committee has been organizing around this issue in order to advocate for community-led development and for environmentally responsible development since at least 2020 and maybe I think as early as 2019. Right. And so we are now four years into the process and. The planning commission has considered the issue. When the planning commissioners considered the issue, multiple of them uh, stated on public record that they are not planners and that they would prefer for the board of supervisors to make the decision. So now the planning commission recommended that the the development as proposed go to the board of supervisors for a public hearing and final decision. So it's in the hands of the board of supervisors to determine what happens not only in Napomo but for the entire future of the Central Coast. Where's Jimmy Paulding on this? You know what? I would I would love to know. I hope and I believe that he is really committed to representing those of us in District 4, especially those of us in Napomo right now. But has he said anything? He cannot because obviously he well, it hasn't is, come to him. Yeah, it hasn't okay. come to him. And and um, and he's being very responsible in terms of his role. What about Susan Funk coming in at five o'clock? Has she made this part of a campaign issue? I have not seen that. And I would okay. love to hear her opinion at five. Let's co- let's corner her when she comes Great. in. We let's won't let that. her take the mic until she takes a position on <laughs> okay, this. Good. All right. Yeah. Why are you so passionate about this, Layla? Well, as I mentioned, um, I have a uh, heritage of um, northern Chumash. My family um, actually owns 160 acres of property just um, outside um, the, off the 166 near Tepesque. Mm-hmm. So I've grown up exploring that property my entire life, seeing the native plants, the, the oak trees, obviously. Um, so it's it's definitely been a big part of my life growing up. And so seeing as I've grown up, the world and the climate destruction going on. Um, I've really felt like it's my purpose to take action on it um, and to do something about what I see is happening. Um, so yeah. I just have a strong connection with the land and and th- I feel like this is my calling. Oh, I respect that. So, but Laura, take a second or a couple of minutes, whatever you need. Yeah. What is base, the basic difference between what Nick Tompkin wants and what your group wants? Where's the... Where's the difference? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, we as a community in Napomo want to be included in the process of determining what the future of Napomo actually is. So we want community-led development by the people for the people. And the community-generated map that we've worked so hard as volunteers to put together has as much affordable housing as Nick Tompkins' plan. However, it does not unnecessarily compromise our irreplaceable natural resources. To be blunt, it doesn't require us to cut down an entire and actually one of our last remaining oak forests. Hmm. Well, but, uh, tell me more. What, what, is, what is on the property now? How extensive is the forest? How many trees are going to be taken out? If Nick's plan goes forward as it is currently formulated, he will cut down 3,000 mature oak trees. And it's important to understand that those 3,000 mature oak trees, that's an entire oak forest, they capture 596,000 pounds of carbon from the atmosphere every year. So that's hard to quantify. It was for me, at least. But that's equivalent to greenhouse gas emissions from 2.5 million miles driven, or, and I'll stop after this, the amount of carbon sequestered by 16,000 tree seedlings grown for 10 
10 years. And we, yes, we want to hear from you. They don't want to hear from me. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, but but I want to make it clear, Layla, you, you're not against housing. No, you're not. You, you want houses. You're OK with houses there. You just don't want all the trees cut down. Correct. This plan is not only a plan that starts with environmental, environmentally driven initiatives. We want the affordable housing. So this plan incorporates a variety of housing options, including single family and multifamily homes, but with little compromise to the environment. And so it's this is our compromise that not only benefits, like I said, the community with the housing options, but it also adds an additional 104 acres for the community to use for hiking, for walking, for equestrian access. We we've seen studies that show the, the amount of plants and trees and oxygen relative in an area it directly enhances the health and well-being of the community that lives there. And so that's what that's what we see that this is this this protection of the environment is not only for the ecosystems and plants and animals that live there, but also the people that are going to live there. Have either one of you been able to or anybody of your group been able to talk directly to Nick Tompkins? Yes, I is have. Is there a dialogue? Well, I wouldn't call it a dialogue because um, he has not come to the table in a meaningful way. He's not willing to allow the community to have access or insight into his financials, which is often what he cites as the reason why no community plan is quote unquote viable. And so that's why we ask the question when the question of viability is brought up, are we talking about viability for the developer and his corporate partners? Or are we talking about viability for the people who live in Napomo and the people who want to be able to stay in Napomo? I'm not getting involved in this, but it just <laughs> it just strikes me that he would likely say this your plan doesn't pencil out for me financially. I yes. can't make money off of exactly. this. Exactly. That's okay. a good point. Thank you, Dave. He, okay. he well, however, we're not able to actually evaluate that statement. So again, we're concerned me and Layla and the people that we represent, so the Napoma Action Committee, all of our neighbors, the Napoma Oak Alliance, all of the environmental organizations at the table, we're concerned about viability for all of us, not just the ultra rich and their corporate partners. All right, all right, before I take the first break, remind people about Monday night, please. Yes, so there's an important meeting of the South County Advisory Council Monday night at Napomo High School in Olympic Hall at 6.30 p.m. There is an option for public comment, so if you want to come, you can learn about the developer's plan, you can learn about the plan the community has put forward, and you can have your voice heard. I imagine you're expecting a lot of people. That should be a pretty interesting evening. Definitely. I may definitely. have to come back to Napomo. Yes. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and continue the conversation. Your phone calls and text messages straight ahead. You're listening to Hometown Radio. Happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Congleton. I think you saw the news today. May you have. Uh, the Tribune is cutting back even further. The traditional newspaper, they're going to just offer it on Wednesdays and Sundays. Everything else is digital. The editor of the Tribune, Joe Tarica, will be with us on Wednesday to explain what's going on. After news at the bottom of the hour, we'll start welcoming your phone calls for our guests from the Napomo Oak Alliance. 
Layla Zavala is with us. Also, future county supervisor Ara Costello is also here with us. I, I called it. I called it 10 years from now. I'm calling this. By the way, is there a Facebook page or website for Napoma Oak Alliance? Not yet. We're, we're newly formed, although we represent a longstanding coalition of environmentally and socially responsible organizations. If the vote doesn't go your way on Monday, what happens? We're still going to continue organizing, again, a very strong and broad and diverse coalition to bring the case to the Board of Supervisors and continuing to advocate and, um, and, and hopefully come to the table with supervisors to help them understand what it is that, that we're needing. How about legal action? You ruling out legal action? We are not ruling out legal action. Absolutely not. That's the last resort. We hope that we can make use of the existent channels, but of course we're going to do everything in our power to protect not only the land but also our community. I'd like each of you to comment on this next one. Um, Adam uh, Adam uh, Verdon was here earlier in the week, uh, co-owner of uh, Old Juan's Cantina in Oceano. Uh, may or may not be running for supervisor at one point. And this came up from a caller. And uh, Adam said words to the effect, well, I love trees, but my people, my staff need housing. And he's concerned about the shortage of housing. Layla, what do you say to Adam? Um, I would say what I mentioned earlier is that this alternative plan, this this newly formed community-generated map, is not just trees. or And the decision isn't just trees or just people. Our solution is a compromise. And so this plan still offers that housing um, with, like I said, multifamily, single-family homes and an additional um, ADU units as well with the incorporation of environmental initiatives um, and the protection of the land in a preserved um, specific area. And may I add that area that we propose to um, include um, without development holds not only most of the oak forests in the area, but also um, an extremely diverse ecological um, uh, capacity of chaparral, as well as several native plants that have been identified as um, intermediately endangered, moderately, as well as severely. And we have four of those native plants that are in the severe and moderately, which is 20 to 80 percent. So, all right, um, right, what would you say? First of all, that it's a false binary to to claim that it's either you care about people or you care about the oak forest. We care about both. We care about all of us. And so we want to be able to transcend that that very tired trap. And that's a trap that corporations and outside interests like Shea Homes, for instance, have used against small communities like us for decades so that we end up fighting each other instead of working together for all of our best interest. And so first of all, like Layla said, not only is there as much affordable housing in the community-generated plan as in the plan put forward by the private developer, but also we we really question the use of the term affordability when in the, pl- so, so Tompkins is proposing uh, 1,400, a little more than 1,400 housing units, only 154 of those will be available for low and very low income housing. So that's very meaningful. However, that's, 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 um, 
uh, what somewhere between 10 and 15 percent of the units proposed and the rest of them there's going to be 417 houses in the one to 1.2 million dollar range 290 in the 750 to 80k range and then 124 in the 500 to 600k range first of all that's assuming that the interest rates stay favorable the developer does not actually have control over what the market rate of those houses will be at point of sale and to afford a house that costs six hundred thousand dollars with a down payment of a hundred and twenty thousand dollars at six point five percent interest you need to learn you at the very least you need to earn a hundred and thirty thousand dollars per year before tax so I want to make it clear the average salary range here on the Central Coast for teachers is between 54,000 and 78,000 a firefighter 64,000 entry-level nurse 75,000 so who are these houses going to be affordable for I think it's pretty clear that buyers from LA buyers from the Bay are going to be able to come in and buy this these this housing stock up but yeah. when you reduce the inventory under your proposal can you have any affordable housing actually we can have even that's so I want to also make it clear that the onus is ultimately on the Board of Supervisors and the county if the county had planned in advance for affordable housing then we wouldn't be in this position in the first place so it's really on them to take responsibility for the fact that we have a lack of affordable housing in the first place second of all we are proposing we're still maintaining some luxury homes with a nod to Nick Tompkins claim that he doesn't he can't make it financially feasible however we're proposing why don't we we actually build affordable housing rather than building luxury homes and tagging some low-income housing on no, top of there's that. There's no money in that. Of course, of course, there's no money for a private developer yeah. and his corporate partners. Let's be no. clear. There is money in community development that's intentional and designed for the people. Mm -hmm. A question I should have asked earlier is who is responsible for your map? Who designed mm. it? Who came up with it? Yes, excellent. So there was a map coalition that came together with representatives from the Napomo Action Committee, the Napomo Oak Alliance, and also leaders from um, a number of important stakeholders, including the YTT Chumash and um, and community leaders, including healthcare professionals. And and allow uh, me, if forgive me the question, because yes. I'm, yes. I'm not being accusatory. Yes. But where's the experts in that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge that this is a David and Goliath situation because the developer has a lot of money. His corporate partners have a lot of money. And we are volunteers. We are neighbors. We are people. We are retired people. We are high school students. We are people who are showing up to fight Goliath. But are and you qualified to come up with an alternative map? Absolutely. We okay. definitely are. So our coalition represents the Center for Biological Diversity, the California Native Plant Society, okay. the California Center for Sustainable Communities at UCLA. So you You've drawn on expert opinion for this. Oh, yes. Gotcha. It, not okay. only expert opinion, but I don't know if you're aware of this, Dave. It's interesting. I learned about it in the process. In 2010, the county actually, in anticipation of the impact of climate destruction, partnered with an organization called ClimateWise to create a, what's called a climate change adaptation plan. And in that plan, they advocate for strategies specifically that have benefits across sectors, right? So not just private developers working with corporate partners, but across all sectors of the community, students, teachers, healthcare providers, parents, high school students, uh, young professionals, because communication and collaboration across sectors is not only strategically advantageous, but mandatory if we want to reduce overall costs, increase success of our strategies, and have a truly team effort rather than getting stuck in competition for limited funding and resources. All right. Uh, what time is the meeting on Monday night, Aura? It is at 6.30 p.m. at Napomo High School in Olympic Hall. Oh. 
off we go. We are in conversation with members of the Napomo Oak Alliance, previewing this uh, big meeting coming up Monday night down in Napomo regarding the Dana Reserve housing project. We are off to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Craig uh, gives us the latest on time saver traffic and weather together. We'll continue our conversation and welcome your phone calls. Stick around for the conversation right here on the Dave Congleton Show. Glad to have you with us on Hometown Radio. We remind you that uh, Susan Funk, candidate for county supervisor, spends a 5 o'clock hour with us. We're spending this hour with two members of the Napomo Oak Alliance, previewing a big meeting Monday night, inviting everyone to participate. Layla Savala is with us. Ara Costello is with us. Before I start welcoming phone calls, Ara, you asked for a chance to address the environmental consequences of this project. Yes, not just the environmental consequences, but the consequences for real people who live in Napomo and who want to live in Napomo. So I don't know if anyone knows this yet, but Slow County Health Counts data indicates that asthma rates for children and teens in Napomo are higher, first of all, than in any other zip code in the county. And the asthma rate for kids, children and teens in Napomo has increased by 100% in just four years. And the, the plan as proposed by the private developer is going to require 10 to 15 years of construction. So talk about air pollution, talk about noise pollution. Not only that, we have less than one job per household in Napomo. So the people who are going to be living in Napomo are not going to be working in Napomo. I think there's going to be like less than 100 jobs at the at the commercial um, centers that are proposed as part well, of that well, private Of plan. course, they're not going to be working in Napomo. They're, they're going to be driving. They're going to the be point. driving they're like be driving. what I used to do. Yes, and you think traffic is bad right now on the 101? Try adding 4,500 new members to the community who have no no choice but to drive to where they work. And so we're also advocating not only for the Board of Supervisors to adopt our community-generated plan, which comes to the table meaningfully with the developer in a way that he hasn't come to the table with us, but also to consider building affordable housing where the jobs are and that's actually in North County. That's not in Napomo. All right, 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832 if you want in on the conversation. Layla, do you want to comment on the consequences of this project? I mean, I'm going to agree with Ara. We've established several um, health and well-being um, concerns for the community. Um, as mentioned, the pollution, noise pollution, traffic, being a student that drives in Napomo every single day, I can say that adding 500 or more drivers to the road, I'm worried. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about if I'm going to get to school on time. I'm worried about traffic. Um, and and traffic is dangerous. If you have all these kids trying to drive to both New, Central Coast New Tech and Napomo High School, along with that, many students ride their bikes or walk to school because the houses in Napomo are so close to the schools. I think that we're going to see um, a lot of Tra- uh, safety concerns for for drivers, but that, that's my, a concern as a student as well. As I said, the pollution aura. Right. But but as as a as maybe just underscore this text on the Stolberg line. There's no stopping this. L.A. is on the way ah, to buy everything in our county. 
That's what the corporations want you to believe. We're here. That's why we're so passionate about community-led development. That's development by the people for the people because we know that it's not inevitable. It's actually up to us and also probably more importantly up to the decision makers. So the Board of Supervisors has the power to determine what our community looks like. It's not inevitable. That's what the corporations want you to believe because they want to exploit our sense of not being able to determine our own future. All right. Let's go to Herb in the Pomon. KVEC. Hi, Herb. Yes. Hi. Hi, Dave. Hi, Herb. Um, th- thanks for having me. Um, so I am um, the community uh, liaison to the alternative map to the San Luis Obispo County. Okay. And it may have been mentioned earlier, the Planning Commission um, conditioned that there would be an alternative map considered by the supervisors um, and that the, the county staff and the developer would work with us. They asked them to work with us in the preparation. So I wanted to address two points. One is, um, you know, the viability aspect. Um, so we did come up with a lot of technical questions. We did actually hire a professional developer and planner uh, with a tremendous amount of experience in the areas of development, energy efficiency, um, sustainable design. Um, and so he has been the primary technical person on the map. So we've reached out to many people in putting this together. Good. Um, and, uh, and then we did bring those questions to the county, and we got some answers back and, and, and some modicum of, of, of uh support um and so that that is a little bit to the viability aspect um the second thing i want to mention is how we got here really quickly and that is um you know i've been involved in community and 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 watched how this the uh, the san luis um uh uh, planning aspect works. We have a South County Advisory Council. We're not a city, so our basically government organization is, is the South County Advisory Council. They are one of the coalition members, and they've been present. We, they've had a representative present at the map development as well. Hmm. Um, so many developers have come in, and uh, uh, they've come to the SAC really early on with concepts. And I've seen this work very well. Uh, and we said, no, we don't like that. It's too big. It's too, you know, there's too many of us going down or whatever. And they've come back to us with changes, and we've made modifications, and it's gone through well. That happened with a recent affordable housing development that, that, that we've welcomed in the infill areas of the town. This one did not happen that way. It kind of came with a full suit on and a handshake in a way. Um, Part of it was COVID. Part of it was that, you know, people, the the, the video meetings they didn't attend, um, though there were claims of many meetings, it did not go through the process of the community like uh, like I've seen before so many times. And that's what's brought this mm, grassroots um, effort together is that we had to get it together and say, wait a minute, this bypassed so many of the important um, markers for us to get involved. And we shouldn't be having to do this. We shouldn't be needing to make a map ourselves. We shouldn't be having to pull together coalitions. Um, But that's the way it is. And what's happened is people have got together and they've become educated about issues uh, of affordable housing, about design, smart growth, about oak trees. It's just an amazing coalition that's come together of citizens with a diversity of concern. Or a comment on this. Oh, well, yeah, I appreciate the the support here and the additional information and also just want to reiterate that because the the actually historical precedent of community involvement was not honored and was not um, 
made possible by by the developer and the county, what we're facing is the Napomo community itself taking on the burden, not only in order. So, yes, there's going to be 4,500 people coming in. That's 900 students into our already pretty overcrowded, under-resourced schools. And it's not as if the developer is going to pay for those uh, for the for the infrastructure updates that we need to our school system. So to Herb's question, to Herb's point that um that we really shouldn't have to be doing this. It's not. It doesn't actually end with the plan. No matter what goes forward, it's on us as a community to live with and fund the developments that we are going to live in and with. All right, fair enough. Herb, thank you very much for calling in. Let's go to Greg and Kayuka. Hey, Greg. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Good, thank you. Boy, I am so impressed by these two young ladies that you've got on your show this afternoon. I, I think you said future supervisors? Yeah. I'm all for that. Could have two of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If they wanted to get into politics, I don't know if that's a great idea. I just, you know, I've um, had the good fortune of being able to look at the, the new proposal that's uh, going to be spoken to on uh, Monday night uh, com- as compared to uh, Mr. Tompkins' proposition. And I'll tell you, it, it just hits so many buttons with me, and they're not good ones. I, you know, I moved here almost 40 years ago from Southern California uh, in an area that was pristine and beautiful when I was growing up, and by the time I left was ruined because of rampant development. I see Nipomo as a jewel in our county and any project that's proposed that is going to, as proposed and built out, improve the population by 25%, increase the population by 25%, that's out of, it's out of scale. It doesn't make any sense. And then when you look at the fact that they're talking about clear-cutting uh, 3,000 mature oak trees to uh, develop this property, and, and I could check all kinds of different boxes here that just don't make sense. But for that reason, I'm not against development at all. Uh, we all live in properties that were developed at one time or another. It's responsible development and environmentally responsible development and community responsible development that we need. And I don't feel like the community uh, is getting a voice in this in this project. Well, you'll love, this, you'll love this text, Greg, on the Stolberg line. Are there any realtors backing your organization? Well, we're talking to a realtor right now. That's correct. Um, 35 years selling homes in this area, and I've always been kind of the outlier from the real estate community. But in this case, I just I think I don't think I'm a lone ranger. I think there are other voices like mine, and I know there are a lot of other Southern California refugees who look at something like this and go, "Don't open that door, folks." And you know, Dave, you just mentioned the, the comment about the L.A. heading north. Yep. Well, that's one of the refreshing things about this county is that it has grown almost zero. I mean, it's grown from 245,000 people to 285,000 people since I arrived here 40 years ago. That's amazing. And we should hold on to that thought. Who wants to come here? Uh, Layla, well, you can both do it. Layla, I'll start with you. I, I mean, I would agree with that. Um, just that Napomo itself and even the Central Coast is, is known for its beauty, its landscapes. And we all love and, and know that. And we, we don't want that to turn into, into what is L.A. And, of course, L.A. is uh, something of its own, right? We can enjoy it. But 
down there and <laughs> I want to I want to make sure that we keep the Central Coast um, the way it is and not only the way we look at it but the way it feels right we want we want the air to stay clean we yeah. want we want our landscapes to to be green too all right what do you say yeah I just want to actually offer and 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 highlight that that the community coalition represents a true diversity of perspectives so I actually love change I love growth I would love to see the Central Coast continue to grow in a really inspiring way, in a way that could inspire not just the state, but also the nation and the world mm-hmm. with the ways in which we make use of the incredible resources we have here. We have one of the best architecture programs in the actual world here at Cal Poly. We have so many brilliant environmental scientists. We have so many designers. Let's come together and make something that that makes it possible to grow in the direction that we actually want to rather than just resisting what we are calling inevitable what but what is actually the choice of a few ultra wealthy individuals and their outside corporate partners what else greg just a final comment you know i have the good fortune to live on the north coast at the uh, the north end of the churro valley between san luis obispo and morro bay and the los osos valley between los osos and san luis if this kind of project was proposed in either one of those two uh, uh, or, uh, county areas, they'd be laughed out of town before they even got through square one. I don't know how this happened, how this and Mr. Tunkin has gotten this far, but it needs to go back to the drawing board. I'm glad you called, Greg. Thank you. I'll just point out one thing before I took the break. It's been about 15 years, but probably about 15 years ago, Vic Montgomery, uh, planner, he told me that parcel was going to be developed. I mean, this has been taking place for a while, Aura. Yeah. You know, different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's I, I mean, mean they they've had their eye on that property for a long time. Right. And and actually so there is a precedent and that's something that's important to acknowledge that the plan as proposed by Mr. Tompkins calls for the the destruction of an oak forest and this violates the county's own oak woodland ordinance it violates the slow county land use ordinance so of course we understand there's going to be development in napomo and we welcome it we want responsible development we want to be included in that process and we want to be respected for the expertise and the personal experience that we bring to the creative process of community development all right quick break and we'll come back for a final segment with our guests from the napomo oak alliance i'm dave Congleton, we're live, we're local, we're hometown radio. Top of the hour, it's ABC Radio News. Then uh, Supervisor Candidate Susan Funk will join us. We're in our final segment with our guests from the Pomo Oak Alliance, Leila Savala and Ara Costello uh, with us. If you want in on the conversation, we need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Meanwhile, Ara, what's happening Monday night? We're having a meeting at Napomo High School at 6.30 p.m. It's, I said we, but it's a South County Advisory Council meeting, and they will be hearing from the Napomo Action Committee and the Napomo Oak Alliance all of the details of the community-generated map. It's called Alternative L, how it's different from and better than the plan as proposed by the private developer. And so if you want to come learn about how how the plan, the community-generated plan, differs from the private developer's plan, why it's better, and you want to speak on it, the South County Advisory Council will be there and will be taking public comment and then will vote to approve, hopefully, the map to go forward to the Board of Supervisors. Can I see your plan online anywhere? 
the best resource right now is the Napomo Action Committee's website. However, this will be the first time that our coalitions are presenting the plan in a fully public way. So you got to okay. come on Monday. Show up. We'll be there. All right. Barry's in San Luis on KVEC. Hey, Barry. Uh, hi, Dave. Thank hi, you very much for having your guests on for this lively discussion. I'd just like to ask them if they could summarize for us what they see as the, the real benefits of this community-generated map that they've proposed. All right, we'll talk about that, Barry. Thank you very much for the call. Okay, I'm going to start, and then Layla, you, you bring it home. Again, it provides affordable housing without cutting down an entire old-growth forest. It maintains 127 acres of continuous oak forest. It avoids... It's going to make construction time shorter. It's going to, therefore, keep our air cleaner. It's going to reduce noise pollution. It's going to avoid the possibility of overcrowding and under-resourcing our schools because right now the plan to accommodate the the new residents for the schools would be to put portables on our playgrounds. And it's going to open up a huge amount of land, a beautiful land, 104 acres for public access. And can you talk to us about... Uh, what that means for the for the ecosystem, Layla. Briefly. Yes, yes. Um, so right now what we're seeing with the current plan um, is a mitigation plan of um, one baby tree to ter- two mature oak trees, you see, but these new baby trees are being placed in sidewalks and other areas of the property that are away from the um oak forest right now and a particular challenge with um, dispersing this vegetation is a potential disruption of overall ecosystems and interconnected relationships between Mm. the plants and animals that are there so if the oak tree habitat is confined to only a small portion of development it will not adequately address the ecological needs of the habitat and will impact the health let's get back to the conversation we got mona in aurora grande mona hi Good afternoon, everyone. I wanted to comment on the topic today, and uh, that is saving uh, 3,000 oak trees, which is an oak forest, and also providing housing that's you know badly needed in San Luis Obispo County. So I've had some part in in this uh, new new map, and it is a win-win. Uh, and I'm a you know I was a realtor for 30 some years. And I understand that the housing that's going in there is going to go at market rate, except uh, probably the self-help housing. So I think that there's going to be considerable um, rate of return for the builder, um, and it'll save uh, oaks that are really majestic oaks. And for Native people who I represent, you know, that's a cultural landscape worthy of protection. And uh, thank you uh, to both of the young ladies, and good afternoon. Mona, thank you very much. Let me piggyback on that, Ara, because you wanted to pick... follow up on the idea of mitigation. Oh, just to clarify and fact check ourselves, which is that the developers plan as proposed calls for planting two baby trees for every mature tree destroyed and to preserve non-threatened oak trees in an entirely different location, an entirely entirely different microclimate. I just wanted to remind people and remind myself that that you can't compare baby trees to uh, mature oak trees. And also, the proposed planting of new oak trees on the site itself is likely to fail, as did the Willow Road paint plantings 10 years ago because first of all baby trees just like baby people need mature trees in order to to grow and be healthy so the destruction of the old growth canopy the destruction of the chaparral the bulldozing of the soil the eradication of the forest's very delicate biome above and below ground is going to contribute to what we've seen 
in Napomo on Willow Road is deadly neglect. So you don't you don't need to be a scientist to understand that baby trees are in no way equivalent to mature oak forest. Um, and also, there's there as of yet is no meaningful partner to oversee that process. So it's kind of like just planting some seeds and hoping they grow without insur- providing any of the resources required to make sure that they survive. Susan checks in on the Stolberg line. Hey, Susan, I support what these two women are stating 100%. Keep and protect the trees. Totally bad planning for our future health to remove all of those trees. Yep, and that's what I wanted to add in there. At my original point is this, our plan um, sort of improves what is this mitigation plan currently um, by not removing them at all. We don't have to replace the trees. And so with that, you're, we're creating a development that that helps the people, like I said, with community health, environmental health. And I think that's one of the biggest benefits that we're going to see for the community um, with the preservation of the area. Hmm. In addition to providing afford- real affordable housing. Exactly. Not just, not just affordable housing in name. Was there much discussion, debate among the Alliance members and the NAC about what this alternative plan should look like? Or have you been working with one mindset since the beginning. Oh, there's definitely a profound sense of unity and togetherness. And I think a strength of our coalition is that we represent a very diverse set of perspectives. So there has been rigorous debate all under the umbrella of of unity and cohesion. So we're coming together as one voice, but we represent many perspectives. And I'm gonna add on to that. Um, you mentioned, has it been, have we been set in stone from the beginning? Absolutely not. There have been many iterations of this map as we brought new people, new perspectives, new expertise to the table. And so this hasn't been, we haven't said day one, this is the map, this is what we're doing. No. We've looked at data, we've looked at different aspects of the community and brought those together to create a plan. And it's not perfect on its, on its first iteration. It takes several in order to make something that we feel accurately reflects the needs of the community. So what happens if you fail, do you stay? What do you mean you if, we, if the Board of Supervisors yeah. fails to approve the community-generated if, 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 if Tompkins wins, you guys stick around or you're leaving? Oh, I'm absolutely going to stick around. I'm going to continue to advocate for, for the land and for the forest and for the trees. And again, don't forget, we still have the opportunity to pursue legal action, which we absolutely will do if it comes to that. All right. And- All right. Oh, good. Oh, I was going to add the Napomo Oak Alliance wasn't just formulated um, just to um, to work on this Dana Reserve project, right? This is for the oak trees in the community for the whole future of San Luis Obispo and Napomo. It's not just for this one project. So we plan to continue um, the organization and for for the community and for the environment much beyond this project. All right, how about the one minute mark? One last time, please, Ara, for Monday night. We're having a South County Advisory Council meeting at 6.30 p.m. in Napomo at Napomo High School in Olympic Hall. If you want to learn about the community-generated map, Alternative L, come. We think some of the supervisors will be there. If you want to speak on this issue and have your voice heard, come. There will be public comment. So come learn, come be heard, and come come join the party. Layla, anything you want to say in closing? Um, I would just say say that um, this meeting is a voice for for the community. We said this plan is for the community, by the community. If you want to be a part of that and feel like you're being heard, I would say, like, Ara, come to the meeting. Um, that's, that's where you're going to be seen. That's where you're going to be heard. 
Right. And educated. Yes. Yeah, see, see you Monday. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, thanks for joining us. I hope we can continue the conversation. But off we go. We've got ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with time saver traffic and weather together. Then we will spend the next hour with the Tascadero City Council member Susan Funk, who is running for county supervisor in the March 5th election. The election is in March. So it's very important. We got both candidates. We'll start with Susan Funk after the news. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.